Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to today is July 31st, last day of July. Um, yesterday, or Friday rather, a great day on Wall Street. We'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds, how we finished up the week and uh, and and so on. But before we do that, let's not forget that uh, there are so many things in this world that we cannot control. However, you can control the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. That's for sure. But you need to know what that risk is and what that risk should be based on your circumstances. And that's exactly why I created the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. With that, we got Dave coming up next. 105.7 Highlands Light FM. No doubt, that's no doubt. Good morning. We are at uh, 78 degrees now. We're going to see 95 today. It's hot. Stay inside. Check your finances like a smart person like Philip Statler does, who's comfortably ensconced in an air-conditioned room and on the phone with us today to help check out what's going on on Wall Street today. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. It's, uh, well... To say it, it's really August now, right? Because uh, today's the last day of July, and we move Pretty forward. Damn and, close. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but the month of July really uh, was a uh, was a good month. Yeah, I was going to say we were talking about that before we went on the air. I mean, yeah, all this sell in May and go away junk, making summer doldrums time. Volume has generally held up pretty healthy numbers on the markets, and the Dow is up by a full thousand points. Uh, since the first trading day of July, and uh, that kind of bears up in terms of some percentages. All, all of the major indexes had a pretty good month, didn't they? They have, and obviously there's one day left in the month, but, uh, you know, I, I doubt we'll have some drastic change, but the Dow is actually up about almost 3.2% for the month. Uh, the S&P 500 is up a little over 3%, and the uh, NASDAQ 100 up three and three quarters percent. So it's been a good ride. Oh, the Russell 2000, you'll like this, 4.95%. Wowzers makes me wish I'd been dumb and gone into growth stocks, which I shouldn't be doing <laughs> at my point in life. But I did. Now I wish I had. Hindsight always being twenty twenty. I did my, uh, my monthly check on the price earnings ratio on the Dow just to see exactly whether or not there was any potential for going up. The price-earnings ratio on the Dow 30 right now is up to 20.52. That's uh, off the top of the normal range. But, and this gets into that, which is going to end up winning, we're only about 1,000 points away from the all-time record on the Dow. I think we peaked at 36.585, and we open up the morning at uh, 35.459, so only a little over 1,000 points away from an all-time record. I'm not sure which is going to end up winning out, the fear of missing out, trading stuff up, or whether or not just rationality saying, wait a minute, how much profit am I buying? <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting to watch and see what the market's reaction is over the next little while, because when we get close, we start getting into kind of a herd mentality, trade stuff up and slam through that record, don't we? Well, yeah, we do. And talking about that, I, I found this, at least the headline anyway, is the bar was set extremely low this quarter, right? And you and I talked about that. If you look at year over year, um, not really that impressive. Uh, a matter of fact, pretty discouraging. Uh, but but here's what they've said so far, just some, some of the numbers you like to see. 
mm-hmm. the, the better than expected um, stock up uh, 54% of the companies have beat the consensus estimate by one standard deviation or more. The historic average is 48%. Mm-hmm. 14% of the companies have missed their estimates by one standard deviation. The historical average is about 13%. So um, the bar's low, but that's why we're beating some of those numbers. We've had some interesting swings, and yeah, we keep we, we keep talking about you know the projected total, and we haven't got it yet. But projected total on the Standard and Poor's 500 for earnings season is they've been talking about like a seven percent lower profit uh, than last year. And again, year over year, the absolute dollars is what matters. That's why I've been following the price earnings ratio again because uh, we're paying more per dollar of profit when we buy stock in these companies. And, uh, okay, I find the standard may go up as to what qualifies as a rational price, but right now we're toward the top end of the range, and I, I would see us as bumping our, bumping our heads on a ceiling right now. The market doesn't seem to agree, does it? It doesn't, Dave. And so it's uh, we're, we're bumping our noses on those highs, and, you know, there's really – if you look at, like you said, the, the P.E. ratios and, and some of the other indications, there's no real reason for this thing to keep going up. I mean, maintaining where it is, dropping a little bit, maybe, but, uh, but the, the P.E. ratios are just getting really kind of steep. Yeah, I was advancing the premise last week that, uh, okay, fine, we're at a really healthy level right now, but looking at how much money we're actually buying in profit for dollar we invest in equities, right now flat would be the rational assumption, allow the profits to catch up with the price that we're paying for the profits. But evidently, uh, people with much bigger, real, uh, much bigger research budgets and much bigger computers than we've got evidently disagree with that, right? It definitely seems that way anyway. <laughs> it does. Hey, it's going to be a really busy week this week. Not a lot coming out today on the calendar, and uh, very few stocks of any grandiose import also reporting. But, boy, oh, boy, when you have the last day of the month in a week, we start out tomorrow with the JOLTS report telling us uh, telling us how many jobs are being uh, created uh, and openings that exist and layoffs that exist. The JOLTS start tomorrow. We'll hear about that. Uh, that'll be the job openings tomorrow. On Wednesday, we start the employment information with the ADP. Thursday, we got first-time claims, and then that mythical national unemployment rate on Friday. With a bunch of other really important stuff stuck in between, it's going to be an intriguing week all the way through, isn't it? It is. We've got uh, a lot of things happening. We've still got a lot of companies to report, and, uh, and, and we're seeing some of those on the calendar this week. Um, but but that's yet to be seen. Uh, there's like you said, there's nothing really before the market today. After the market, there may be a couple. I was looking to see before the market tomorrow, uh, there may be a couple more household names. But uh, but they're really kind of the middle of the week. Yeah, the big household names in the middle of the week, the two biggest leading ones of the bunch, probably going to be Apple and Amazon reporting this week. Amazon just uh, finished an, uh, you know another one of their uh, prime days. I don't think that fell into the last quarter. No, it did. It was in June. So they'll end up reporting their results on that. Apple, of course, always curious as to what's going to happen, simply because they're the single biggest market cap company in the world right now, off of an article that I read recently. So there's a lot of money that's going to be on the table uh, with reports out this week just with those two alone. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's, uh, that's, uh, and that's a lot to drive the market right there between those two. 
Uh, yeah, there's a substantial percentage of the S&P of those two companies alone. Hey, tidbits this morning that I came up with. You and I were watching the regional banks getting in so much trouble a few months ago. A report I got out this morning, now the big banks are starting to lose deposits. Big ones like J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, the four biggest banks by assets. Those four alone have lost $262 billion net in deposits over just one year ago. Either we're spending money or we're getting nervous with the big banks now, and I haven't seen any indication there's a problem. They've all passed their stress tests, but we're pulling our money out of even the big banks occasionally. Well, yeah, they, they are, and, and a lot of that's because the big banks don't pay that much in interest, and so uh, I think that probably the money's moving to where they can make the higher interest on their savings and CD rates. Can you say credit unions, maybe? <laughs> Or even some of the smaller regional banks, um, we've seen some push-up. I mean, we've seen some decent rates. We're just not seeing it in the big banks. That's true. Oh, they, they've generally, up to this point, figured they haven't needed to. But now, all of a sudden, with the regional banks stabilizing, they're starting to get competitive again, and they might actually have their bond balances in one place. <laughs> so yeah. they can afford to be competitive again. You had some other tidbits floating around that we were starting to talk about right before I threw you on the air. Well, the, uh, the one thing I want to talk about is, is housing, right? So yeah. we've talked a little bit about pricing and housing and how it's, for at least us here in Central Florida, is pretty much maintained. But, but if you look around the country, um, housing prices since October's high, October of 2022 was when housing prices hit their all-time high. And we've seen those fall by a little over 16% so far. And, uh, and I saw this number that compared that to the Great Recession, which would have been 07 to 09, right? Um, and housing prices during the Great Recession um, topped out at 262000 and ended up down 22% during that recessionary period of time. Um, so we've not hit that number yet, um, but, but there's still a lot of pressure on housing, um, new home construction, you know, I saw an article on how are how are the big builders going to get people in houses? Um, you know, they're already doing a lot of things like buying down interest rates, um, passing on the discounts they're getting for lumber and all those type of things. Um, they're even starting to build smaller homes, right? Smaller homes, smaller price. But uh, there's only so much they can do before it starts affecting their bottom line. Absolutely. One of those times, at least in these particular economic conditions, we're fortunate to live in Florida. My home's actually appreciated in price a little bit over the last couple of months. Well, yeah, because we still, like we've talked about before, we have people moving into Highlands County from all four directions. And, uh, and that kind of makes us an anomaly from the rest of the country. And I'm perfectly happy to be that anomaly for the moment. <laughs> That's right, because, because we usually are on the other side of that deal. I was going to say in the 09 recession, when you talk about a 20, 25% drop in housing values in my neighborhood, anyway, they went down by like 70% for a little while during that drop. So I'll, I'll take being on the short end of that decline this time. Exactly. I don't blame you. Any, any day of the week, resetting the table since we've got a slow news day today and not a lot of reports to kick us off. Uh, Friday was a, a general up day again. We had a good run. The Dow was up by 177. The S&P was up by 44. The NASDAQ gained 1.9% in one day on Friday, up 266 points. 
Can we keep that going this morning, Philip? How are we doing 45 minutes early? You know, right now, we're looking pretty good, Dave. We got the Dow Jones 30 up about two-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 is up a quarter. And the NASDAQ 100 is up a quarter as well as the small cap Russell 2000 up two-tenths. So everything's in nice little green territory there. Flipping over to the other side, silver's got a huge bump today up about a half a percent to $24.63 an ounce, moving towards 25 Gold finally passed back over 2000 up two-tenths this morning to $2,003 an ounce. And then the other one going up extremely high today, uh, crude oil up nine-tenths of a percent, $81.33 a barrel, Dave. Not my favorite thing to be talking about. No, something tells me I should be glad I whined about the price of my gas yesterday when I filled up because I suspect it's going to go up this morning. Uh, let's see, overseas markets, uh, Asian Pacific Rim generally up fractionally at close this morning. Japan had a good day. They were up by more than a full percent. Most of the rest of the indexes were up fractionally, but everybody was green. Over in Europe, I'm looking at about the same thing. Everybody's up between uh, oh, a quarter to uh, three quarters of a percent midway through their trading day. Not a bad day worldwide on the money markets. Somebody want to get a chance to uh, capitalize on this? Well, depending upon your age, you might be able to. That takes a pro to plan it out, though, for you. How do I find you, know, you to get your planning? You know, Dave, you're exactly right. I was looking at an article today from Fidelity. You know, baby boomers, 59 to 77, they say 37% of baby boomers have more stock exposure than they should have. And that's one of the reasons that we created the core retirement design to help people determine how much equity positions and risk they should really have in their portfolio. And give us a call at 863-382-0037 for your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And you and me back together again tomorrow morning about the same time here on Light. Philip, you have a good day. Enjoy, and we'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You can't. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week gets off to a great start today and join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.